welcome to Dating in the City, Season 6. We're the Conti sisters, matchmakers and co-founders of Matchmakers in the City, an old-school personal matchmaking firm headquartered here in Los Angeles, regularly featured on Access Hollywood, Forbes, Relevant Radio, and more. We've been celebrity matchmakers for 10 years, and now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Hey, you guys, and welcome to Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti. And I'm Christina Pineda. And oh my goodness, you guys. Hi. Hi. Hello. Um, It's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Um, You guys, it's been so long what since is we've that? been on. It sounds like some kind of just It's awful. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Christina, Awful. it's Taylor Swift's Post. new album. <laughs> Are you joking? Therapy session song. <laughs> Are you joking? Oh my God, Christina, that is Taylor Swift's new <laughs> okay. album. I, I didn't realize what, I mean, I don't care if I'm... I, Midnight, I, I just, 3 a.m. It's okay. been literally my, the only thing that I've listened to over the past, like since it was released... I try to listen to other things, and all I can do is listen to Midnight's 3 a.m. edition. Okay. Well, it's we have very, you don't you don't like it? Very different. I've never listened to the song before, but I know we have very different musical tastes. I'm so shook. You are wow, you're such a naysayer. <gasps> the Swifties are gonna <laughs> no, come after so you, Christina. <laughs> it's just so funny. That's me. I'm the problem. It just sounds like such a new age kind of thing that's what I was laughing about I wasn't I wasn't dissing the, I've never listened the to the song, song so I can't well, possibly diss it but I was just the song is called anti-hero and it's about like yeah it's about how like how it's exhaust it must be exhausting rooting for the anti-hero because you know it's very self-deprecating but it's also just so I feel that so intensely because sometimes we feel like we're the it's like we're the problem and then you have so much support but then it's like oh my god you guys like I'm trying like I'm just trying really hard and Mm. like sometimes it's like you're self-aware that you're the problem but you kind of keep doing things that are maybe not you just every no one makes perfect decisions and no one makes all the right moves all the time except for you so not me (laughs) not me but I guess it's really nice married so it's just a different a different thought pattern that goes through my head (laughs) (laughs) you're like it's actually everyone else you're the problem it's you christina's version of the song it's you (laughs) hi you're the problem it's you i love that yeah and you're also just very self oh you just you don't have like a lot of self-doubt which is so nice I don't know why you and I are so different. Like you're just so firm in all of your decisions and you're just so like, you know what I mean? You're just so objective and like when you, I don't know, it's just, you're really like good at kind of discernment um, maybe. Yeah. Something I spend a lot of time and thought on before I make a decision. And I also have. But so do I. You, you, our mom, Dan. I have, I just, so when I make a decision, it's with a lot of people, a lot of people I really trust's input. And then I, then I've learned not to, when you choose something that, and it's the best situation, then you don't, that's, that's your decision. Yeah. But I think that there is something in you because you've always been just maybe as the older sister, like you've just always been just so much more. What's the word? I, I don't want to even say decisive because I am also, I'm actually in you're there more certain decisive situations. than me. Yeah. I would say you're more decisive than me. I ask <laughs> you when I need to make, have a decision yeah. made, I go to you direct. Because I know, I know my intuition is incredibly strong, but I think it's more like even I, I, I think that I'm really good at knowing, but then I just second guess everything and not I everything. Think I think I'm getting better at it. areas of your yeah. life, 
there yeah. are certain areas that you're very, you're just very rock solid with yeah. what you decide on. And then there are other areas the that more you're superficial. still trying to figure out. Yeah. Right. Like I'm really good at any superficial decisions. Yeah, I you am are. You golden. Really are. Mm-hmm. Like because I know what taste is and I know what looks good and I know what sounds good and I know aesthetically and anything company-wise, visually, anything like anything like that, I know Definitely. for sure. Definitely. And I that have, is where I am I am the most I, I second guess everything there. Yeah. That is that's the hard stuff for me. But with yeah. but moral <laughs> decisions and all of those things, I'm very oh. rock solid on that oh. stuff. And with <laughs> me, moral decisions and I just it's just so hard for me. It's so hard. Well, it's a but good I feel balance like it's that getting, we're sisters. <laughs> it is. But I feel like it's also getting easier just as I've kind of – as I've regained my footing again and, like, with – and, like, also knowing that there's, like, obviously aside from killing somebody, it's, like, you – it's okay to explore different situations and – it's not going to pan out. Like, it doesn't matter if it's not your path, you will not, it will not pan out for you. And that is, and I was at my women's group last night and one of my, um, one of the members of it, um, of the group said, and she's, she's Christian. Um, and she said that she, and we're, we're not a, we're a non, um, it's not a, it's not a Christian group. I, I have a women's group that we meet every single Tuesday. It's been, um, just so incredible and fundamental to my growth and to my, just to who I am. Um, <clears throat> so one of the girls was saying that she, whenever she prays, um, she prays that God, opens the doors that are meant for her and slams the doors shut that are not meant for her. Yes. Slams them shut. Exactly. And that she is a says, beautiful, beautiful <clears throat> prayer. That's what I use in date coaching for, 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 for asking for God to send the right person and send the wrong ones far away. And that's what I pray mm-hmm. for you, for many other people. Yeah, send them away. Like it's mm-hmm. so hard because especially when you're in your like single season and you're dating and like where I'm at, you're just you're really trying to navigate who's authentic, who's genuine, mm-hmm. who's not and really like I you know and then also somebody like me who is like super I see the beauty in I could see the good in literally like Ted Bundy. Like I'm except not when that person's dating me or one of your friends. Yes. You are a hawk with other people, which is yeah, which is pretty interesting. I know. And then with me, but I sense them. The thing is, I do sense them with myself, but Mm. for some reason, it's like I wanna like go down. I wanna like I want to um, investigate it. Like, I want to, like, even if I kind of sense that maybe I'm like, oh, blah, 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 then I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Let me just open the door a little bit. And then, like, and then I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, no, 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 no. But, oh, you guys, it's just such well, a that struggle. Pr- that prayer I would really recommend for everyone because mm-hmm. that is what I prayed before I met Dan and yeah. the Lord really clearly showed me. And as also said, this is not a religious podcast. We're not, yeah. you know, this is, but this is truth. This is exactly what I did. I prayed that uh-huh. prayer every time I got in the car before I drove, I prayed for safety in the car and for God to bring me the right husband and to send mm-hmm. the wrong ones far away. And yeah. that's what I say because <sighs> the wrong ones can be so attractive though they can, oh. and the attention is intoxicating oh, i love attention it's so hard it's something that if you it's really so want to meet that person you have to let go of that desire yeah. that 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 attention seeking part of you and just mm-hmm. let that be filled with God giving you attention rather than needing and also guys. and I but for me I feel like that is such a concept that's so that that concept honestly 
I struggle with the concept of allow yourself to be filled with God because I don't, I don't, I like, I like my alone time. I like my solitude. I do. But I think that if, if we can also just for me and for maybe people like me that are more extroverted and that love other people, God can come through other people and through friendships and through people that genuinely care about you and that support you. So I think that for me, like allowing myself to be filled with, like when we say God, okay, to be filled with God, yes, make make peaceful time. But I also think that sometimes if you isolate, like when you're in your single period, it can be really detrimental. And oh, I think- I completely yeah. agree, Alessandra. When I say God, I'm not yeah. saying solitary confinement. That I know, is but a I feel like that's, representation that's of what, what I hear. That's what okay. I hear. Well, that's not what I mean. It's God fills us in so many ways. He brings different people into our lives. Yeah. It doesn't mean overbooking your schedule so you don't think about things deeply and have time for prayer and all of that. Prayer time is important and making sure everyone everyone has that every day yeah. is really important. But that doesn't mean you need to be spending every night alone in hours of, of, of solitary prayer and, and meditation. contemplation. Yeah. No, 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 no. That is not, yeah. that's a part of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. But God can, especially if you're an extrovert, I know even for myself too, I get so much joy out of going to events, seeing people, spending time with people. And that is, that is a way that I, I find that God is giving me attention through those sorts of things. So it's not, I think we've had, you've misunderstood. If I've said this to you before, you've misunderstood what I mean by it. Yeah, I, I don't I feel think like I don't like, know if I've said allow that. yourself to just be filled with God. I'm like, okay, I'm trying. Um, but I don't want to be alone all the time. And then you're like meditating. And then you're, then I don't know. Anyway, I, no, no, no. I, I get, I get that. I think that that's beautiful. And I think also something that I'm learning is determining like being attracted to like certain masculine energies. Mm. And because also I think when you're in a single season and when you're a woman and you're also like, I've been exploring like all of this, just like femininity and it's so much fun and I'm loving it so much. Like I'm just like recharging and learning and all of this stuff about my feminine and really just being in it. And I think that is super attractive, but I also think that it, like, when you're, then you're kind of magnetizing and you magnetize a lot. So then it's kind of like, okay, you have to then just be even, like, you have to just be, what's the word? Like, you, well, it's like a light. You're going ah! to attract all the bugs and mosquitoes. I, did I tell you that when I went to confession once a priest said to me, yeah, you're like a light and you're getting all the, all the bugs and mosquitoes are coming towards you. And I told, I just, just, I don't know how I maybe confessing some guy situations that I was going through. And he said, the right man will also be attracted to that light, but you have to know that that is something that's going to happen for you. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. Like, Absolutely. There have definitely been a few, you know, I would even say a few roaches um, (laughs) (laughs) that have been attracted to my light. Oh, you guys. uh, No, because it's just so great. It's this is the thing with dating. Like it's so magical and it's so exciting. And you, you know, but it's also there's, you know, there it's not easy. Like even when you're dating and when there's you a love dating, side. there is, there's a dark side, and you then you have to like let people down and then you have to like, yeah. you know, I hate rejecting people and yeah. like I hate being rejected too. Like I don't like even if it's not right for me, I still don't want to be rejected. And I don't want to reject anybody, even if I know it's not right for me. I just, I hate rejecting. It's just a freaking struggle. And I, and but also I hate, I don't want people, oh, I'm sorry about the single season. No. Okay. No. Oh, that's awful. Fabulous, that's honey. Awful. Exactly. I'm doing great, but it's just, exactly. when I talk about, like, Close your heart. Like, screw you. Oh, my word. My freaking heart is fabulous. Like, is are you awful. doing okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm 
fine. <laughs> oh, Do, no. like I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know these are well-meaning friends and well-meaning people, but like <sighs> it is just so offensive. Like, what if no, you honey, said that to a married person? We know marriage is hard. Yeah, it's, I think. People, How's your everyone's... marriage? <laughs> How's your heart? How's your heart? How's your like? How's your heart? I know marriage. Is somebody. Really Somebody asked me how, I know, somebody asked, yeah, exactly, like, I know this season is really tough. How's your heart? Like, screw you. It's not tough in that way, okay? You're just convoluting my experience, and I'm having a really fabulous time, and maybe I sound really defensive and whatever, but... No, I think people need to be very cautious of how they speak to people, unless... Someone you had just the last conversation you had with someone was you were really upset about being single and yeah and but that if it was a year be, ago that you was, went through no, a breakup or no, like a, like no, 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 like no, no. in the beginning like a few months ago just chill the freaking out like ask about no, how that's your business. not like, something unless you're a day a friend that you're talking to daily or someone who you're seeing weekly or very frequently that's not yeah. a question to ask after seeing the person after a few months or not really kind of acquaintances not really friends no yeah, like, how's your no, husband? No, 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 is he no. still yeah. like a douchebag? Like, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna ask that, but like, I just can't. It's so like, I just, it's like, I know, and it's, I, I think it's also like, I'm enjoying this. Like, any a single woman that is like, it's an enjoyable time. It's a really enjoyable time. I'm just, <clears throat> I'm just, just like anybody else who hasn't. I mean, maybe I've met my husband. Who who the heck knows? I'm I'm trying to figure it out, but that's what dating is for. Exactly. Um, but anyone who hasn't found their their husband yet or who hasn't officially, you know, said it, I think it's it's you're gonna have these moments and it's not easy, but it's it is fun. It is fun and fabulous. And that's why we have to be in that space and in that mindset. Sorry, mama. Oh is, my word. Why um, are both of our phones going off? They never go off. <laughs> I know. I know. I usually have them on silent. We have ours on silent. Oh. I know. It's okay. It's fine. Apologies we're, for our listeners. Sorry, You're very you kind. Well, we're in high demand. We let Let's, that go in. Let's go yes. in. Let's go in. Let's go in. But Christina, like I feel like though this is an important conversation because we do have a lot of single listeners. And I yes. also like, I never want to give the impression that like, I never, ever, ever want to give the impression that I'm happy 100% of the time and everything is so easy and fabulous. Right. Because even though it things are fabulous, that doesn't mean that it isn't, like, I'm not, like, having all of the indecision things and, like, I, I'm still figuring it out, too. And, like, I don't have all the answers. And so I think that it's an important thing to say and also right, just for them sure. to know that like I get everything that you're going through, but yes. we can still have a really fun time and enjoy these masculine energies and go on fabulous dates and have fun while we are in search of our amazing, just wonderful husbands, wherever they may be. Um, so yes, let's, if you're a man. Yes, or wives, or wives, because exactly it is the same thing for guys too. Yeah, um, they go through a lot too. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Christina. First segment, stars. They're just like us. In this segment, we discuss the top relationship-related stories in pop culture today and how to apply them to you in real life. Okay, you guys. The price of glee. The glee, finally. I don't know how and why this documentary has not been made before, but finally investigate whatever this um this uh i think id is the um uh, network that is doing a documentary on glee and on the death of the three stars of the show and the show's curse so obviously okay this is we are definitely like this is a reach for the podcast, but, but it's I, trending and we can mm -hmm. talk about it. And I all because also, Christina, if you recall, I am intimately, um, I am a firsthand person. I've not only met um all three of these stars, actually, but remember Mark Sailing. So I'm just very um connected to Glee. 
uh, for a number of reasons. So I just want to give the listeners, and I feel like a lot of listeners come in because they love like the celebrity matchmaker element to things and the Hollywood element of just our lives, living in LA, living in Hollywood, like literally like being, you know, being with celebrities. I mean, being with Justin Bieber, second cousin, twice removed. Um, If you guys were joking, like if you, if you're a listener, you know that story. Um, But okay. So just to give you guys a little bit of background. So yes, this documentary is finally being made. I'm so glad Mm -hmm. it's being made. The first time that I met the Glee stars um, was years ago when I was in Trouble in Paradise at American University and we are an acapella. We were an acapella group. It's the acapella group for American University. And we were like really good. We even did like, we won this Ben Folds contest. Right. I mean, I think we made like the B side of his album. And I think he just wanted to like hang out with like the Treble girls were really attractive. So now I'm understanding it from like a matchmaker's perspective that <laughs> this guy, Ben Folds, probably was like, picked like the hottest group because like all the girls were stunning I mean they were all beautiful in trouble um but then we didn't even make like the actual album but then he had us open for him at um at like a, a concert that he did but anyway all that to say we were a pretty like like the um we were a well-known acapella group and this was like on the precipice of what was the acapella movie Christina um oh my gosh the the acapella movie. Um, I know what you mean. Oh my gosh, acapella movie. Oh my gosh, the Bellas. Okay, Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. So this was I literally the year that I graduated. Pitch Perfect came out. So they had like researched Treble. They researched like all of these other groups. But anyway, that was my acapella group in college. Treble in Paradise. We were contacted by Fox, which was what Glee was on um, when Glee was about to come out. And um, they were like, hey, um, we're doing a segment. We would love, um, it's for this brand new show that we're promoting called Glee. And we would love for you guys to perform as we do an interview with Corey Monteith, um, Mark Sailing, and one of the other girls from the show. Um, So hold on, let me pull up cast of Glee just so I get their full names so I'm not Um, I'm not just butchering all of this. Um, But yeah, so it was Mark Sailing, Corey Monteith, and where's the, the, uh, where is she? Um, Why is she like all the way down? Jenna, no, it was the Asian, um, the Asian girl. But for some reason, she's like, I'm like looking on this. And And she died? No, she did not die. Who died? Corey Monteith and Mark Sailing. And who else? And Naya Rivera, who Mm -hmm. I met out um, at a restaurant in, remember that little sushi place that the girls from the hills used to go to that was right next to where we lived and we would go there? Um, Christina, remember? The one I got food poisoning at probably. Yeah, I forget the name of it, but it was like this really like cool sushi place back in the day. Um, Yeah, Jenna. Oh, you mean the one in West Hollywood or do you mean the one? Oh, Remember the one in West Hollywood, like right on La Sienica? No, I did not get food poisoning from them. No, I got one closer to where we lived. Yeah. So anyway, um, so, Okay. This was before they were famous, and I have a photo. I have multiple photos with Corey and Mark, and they were just, like, super cool, and we had a lovely time. I wonder if this could be the photo that we use for the podcast this week because (gasps) – Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was a – I mean, blast from the past, yeah. whatever. So, okay. So anyway, yeah, I, we, I'll definitely post it on, post like, it Instagram or something. Yeah. So definitely, mm-hmm. like, Matchmaker Alessandra Conti. So anyway – and this is also for like the Gleeks, like for the super like people that are into it. Um, <clears throat> so that was my first meeting. Um, Corey was a gem. Um, I had also met Leah Michelle years ago, um, but just she's like from New Jersey, like da da da, or she's from the air. Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't even know if she's from New Jersey. Whatever. She wasn't very nice, but Corey, she was really not nice like really really not nice um but Corey was a doll and Mark was so sweet so anyway fast forward um and this was about 
two years later, um, Glee had become, like, it was second season of Glee. They were, like, boom. They were stars. And we were at um, Jazz Night at the W, which you guys, listeners of the podcast, you've all heard that, like, Christina and I used to frequent Jazz Night at the W every single Sunday. We were, like, it was it was literally like the most star studded situation. Like I think even to this day that I've experienced um, because it was also before, like it was right. It just, it was like a safe haven for the Jonas brothers, like for the backstreet boys. Like we, we literally like, it was crazy. So anyway, fast forward, I'm there and I see Mark sailing and I knew Mark because we had had, you know, we, I met him, you know, I, I knew him. I had met him once, but me being me, I was just like, oh my gosh, Mark, like, hey, like we did a segment together years ago and he's like, oh my God, yeah, like the Trouble in Paradise thing. That was the, yeah, the, oh my, or he didn't say Trouble in Paradise. He was like, oh yeah, like that was so great. That's awesome. Blah, 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 blah. How are you? I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I moved out to LA, da, 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 whatever. Small talk, nothing came of it, but so kind, you know, such a sweetheart. And he was a jazz knight, you know, he's a jazz knight, you know, the vibe, um, Christina. Yep. So anyway, that was that with Mark. Um, but then about a few months later, a few months roll by, and one of my girlfriends tells me that she's dating Mark, Mark Sailing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's so crazy. So I share with her the connection and da-da-da-da-da. Great, beautiful. And then as we go out again and I bring another girlfriend who looks almost identical to like, they're the same, not identical, but they're the same type. They were like both very thin and tiny Asian women, like Asian young, mm. young women. And we're, they're in the car together. We're going to some, we're, we were going to a fashion show. One of my girl, one of my other girlfriends was in a fashion show, like in Long Beach. It was, oh my gosh, we almost got shot. Um, sorry, that was, oh my gosh, please, I don't want to, I don't mean to offend anybody, but it was in a really bad area in Long Beach and the fashion show was like, <gasps> not what one would presume when you hear the words fashion show. But I was driving and I had both of them in the car and then one of them says, oh yeah, like, you know, I was with Mark and da da da. And then the other one was like, you're with Mark? Mark who? And then they were like, Mark Sailing. So we then found out in that car ride, they were both dating Mark at hmm. the same time. Um, and they, then they were like, they, that he had this like weird, he had a squirrel as a pet and like this weird stuff. Okay. Anyway. So I was like, oh my God, like, oh, the Glee connection, everything is connected with these kids and da, 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 da. Okay. You're whatever. That was my big Mark connection. Years later, it comes out that about two years, maybe three years later, comes out that Mark, one of his ex-girlfriends, who I'm not going to say I don't know if it was one of the girls that I knew, but I knew two of them, so <clears throat> it may very well have been, um, exposed that he had thousands of child pornography. <gasps> um, oh, yeah, no. like stuff on his computer, and he was like a child porn like oh, disgusting, no. like children, children. So it ends up coming out. He then gets arrested. He then ends up committing suicide. Oh. Yeah. So there, that was Mark. Corey had already passed away. Corey had passed away. He had a drug overdose. Wild. And then almost it's been like, I, I think it's been like a year um, since Naya, yeah, she died um, July, it, July 2020, July 8th, 2020. She died as well, just trying to save her son from a, like, she was accidental. She she drowned in this Ventura County lake or something like that. Lake mm. Peru. She was like, yeah, but such a freak accident. Anyway. I just felt as though this needed to come out of my mouth and it needed to be like talked about. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how we can connect this <laughs> I, that can... in real life, but 
I just, isn't that crazy, Christina? Isn't that connection just wild? But now, yes. so people are now coming out and they're so upset that pe- that they're making a, that they're making a documentary about the series, about, about Glee. What are you talking about? Why would you not make a documentary Seriously. about something so obvious? Sir, there's something nefarious going on in that. Just something, and I think a lot of it will be exposed. Mm -hmm. But it's just so wild. It's so wild. So, so, so wild. But anyway, I mean, we can either, you know, really try to bridge a gap to something in real life. It's okay. I think, but I think your celebrity connections would be, is the most important part of this. I think it's just such a fascinating story and those connections. And then the friends having dated him at the same time and knowing and being, I guess something, a lesson we can pull out of it is to be wary of who you're dating, even if the person is a celebrity, because you can have star studded glasses when you're dating someone who's a celebrity and, and overlook habits that are Mm -hmm. terrible. Absolutely. And one of the same girls who dated Mark also, um, accused, uh, uh, just don't go there if you don't want I won't to. go there. It's another celebrity that she has accused that he, um, yeah, he raped her. So it's it's all in that scene. It's all in that he, like, doesn't work anymore. And he was one of my, when I was younger, like, celebrity crushes. Like, mm. he was a big deal. And I had actually met him years before as well. Mm. And he was lovely to me, of course. They're always lovely, but... Yeah, it's just you got to be careful. It doesn't matter. Exactly. It doesn't matter if somebody is in the public eye or a celebrity. You have to use the same intuitive, like you have to tap into your intuition, use the same, um, you know, trust but verify that you would with anybody else. It doesn't matter if they're a celebrity. It doesn't matter if they're a billionaire with all this stuff coming out with Balenciaga and now, you know, with the child porn stuff with Balenciaga, you heard about all of that. It's disgusting. It's sick. Mm. Um, And it's just, we have to be so careful and you do. And if you just pay attention, pay attention, be alert. Mm -hmm. And if something isn't sitting right with you, investigate it yeah, and push the brakes on, put the stop on, investigate what's going on because where there's smoke, there's fire. And usually there's something going on that you may not exactly know at the moment, but you have to really be careful when you're dating. Intuition is never is a lot of times never wrong, but also then it's like navigating intuition versus anxiety. So like people right, that have right, that. Exactly. You it's don't just, have to be only yeah. focused on your feelings. It's it's a it's a combination. That's what you said. Trust but verify. But yeah, I trust, would say before but you verify. Trust, I would I would before you trust, I would verify. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard, Christina, when they're this is the thing. A lot of these guys are very attractive. And or have a lot of money. Right. Because my only brushes with this, with this kind of really true nefarious weird stuff, they've been either incredibly attractive or a lot of money. A lot of money, honey. And weird, weird stuff. So alert. If it seems too good to be true. No, because then, okay, so then I had a date coaching session with a client and you know what? I'm not going to go into it. Let's move on. I, I just, okay, I so can't. I am, maybe I am that should, I think spilling that caps. the tea. I yes. am spilling the tea. Should I think also let's that's great on. for Christina, celebrity. Let's move on. Let's move we on talked on a lot to, about celebrities. Yes. Yeah. Segment, our next segment, which is sisterly advice. Every week we answer a listener's burning question and every week we give them advice that only your sister would give you. Okay, so this is Dear Ali and Christina, I totally agree with y'all's statement that the most attractive thing to a woman is a man with a plan. 
But if a man presents a plan for a date that the woman is uncomfortable with, how much is it okay for the woman to ask to tweak the plan? And what's the best way to do it while still affirming the man for having a plan? Some examples I can think of. He suggests a restaurant or activity she really doesn't like. He suggests something well-intentioned that happens to cross a boundary of hers, for instance, making church, family, or long-distance travel part of the date when she's not ready for that. This is so hard. They all try to freaking do this. It's so hard. I'll try to help with this. (laughs) Yes. And then he suggests an all-day date with multiple activities, but she prefers to keep it shorter. Last, he suggests an outdoor evening activity in the winter. (laughs) You realize it's going to be unpleasantly dark and cold. Thanks. This is from Picky Pickup Planner. I'm obsessed with this question. Yeah, this is such a good question, Alessandra. Very, very good question. I think we talk about this a lot. so hard. With you and me, not on the podcast. We've talked about this a lot, though, for for date coaching with our clients. And it's, yeah, yeah, with our clients, because some of our clients get really excited and they're like, oh my gosh, but we could do. And like, you don't want to like, put the blank on the flame. Like you don't want to smother the flame because they're so excited. And this is a very, like a guy that is a planner, like that is such a masculine trait. And that is like him at his, when a man is making a plan and he's being really specific about it, I feel like that's a man at his highest level of masculine I just, I think that there's nothing, I genuinely always say this, there's nothing sexier than a man with a plan. So it is like the fact that, the fact that you're really having a struggle with this is so valid because that also shows that you understand and you recognize and you validate and you appreciate that it is such a beautiful element of a masculine man. So men don't stop planning. Like if anything, plan. Like that is beautiful. Um, so, but okay. So this is for the women. Okay. So let's, let's tackle these one at a time. He suggests a restaurant or activity. She doesn't really like, she does. She really doesn't like if it's a restaurant that you don't really like, I would genuinely say like, this is something, pick your battles. And I would just say, suck it up. Unless it is a raw food type deal where you can only get raw sushi and yeah. you just can't do that because you've had food poisoning one too many times. Yes. Then you can then you can say in that case you can say oh my gosh this is oh wow this looks absolutely incredible. I love I love this idea. So I'm super you know you could say like oh my gosh I would love this but I actually don't eat fish. Um otherwise I would right. be so down like this sounds amazing. I wish I ate fish but I'm super open to any other anything else. I just can't have fish. Yeah. I think, and you would suggest her to just put the ball back in his court and instead of her offering another restaurant option, because I think that might be a little emasculating if she does offer another option or what do you think, Alessandra? I mean, I, yeah, I think it is to be honest, that's just me, but I think it is because also it, it would have to be on par with exactly the same level. Price points. He's probably looked mm-hmm. at the menu, figured yeah. out what he wants. Yeah. I think and then if you say, say if yeah. he says like, oh, do you want to go to this hole in the wall sushi place? And you're that only does like live octopus. And then you're like, oh my gosh, thank you. That oh, I just don't have fish, but could we go to, you know, the polo lounge? <laughs> right. Exactly. I like even if you that is your preference it just does like he because he could like to go to the polo lounge but that wasn't the vibe that he was going for for the night like maybe he wanted something more casual so I would just say like I would affirm I would say something like wow this sounds amazing I wish I ate fish and if I did I would be there in a heartbeat but I'm so sorry. I'm totally down for anywhere else. Like anything else that you, you, or you have such like, I love this plan. Like it's just affirming. Thank you. Exactly. Thanking him for putting the time and and effort into it. Yeah. And you can even leave a voice memo if, 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 so if he texts you and 
it's just, he's like, okay, awesome. I'll be there at, I'll, I'll pick you up at, on Friday at seven. We'll go here. And then if you're like, oh my God, no, 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 I can't. I would leave a voice memo, voice memo. instead of just a text yes, back. That is just a good idea. So, the tone you can communicate through a yeah, voice memo rather than so saying, can, I don't like fish and a text. It doesn't yeah, translate he well. can He can sense your inflection. Yes. Um, but, and then if he like flips out, then he is a psychopath because I've also had that happen before where I mm-hmm. said it so nicely that like like a guy an act or something this is next he suggests something oh so an activity that she doesn't like let's talk about that an activity that she doesn't really like i mean i, I also would say fuck it up too fuck it up just if you don't like mini golf if you don't like bowling if you don't like these just date things it's just, it's, don't think of it as going for that purpose. Think of it as getting to know him in a setting where he'll feel more comfortable. Yeah. And even if you don't like it, it's kind of funny. Like I'm not good at golf, but I went mini golfing on a date and I had an awesome time. Like right. I, and also he planned it. Like that was awesome. Like that was so beautiful that he planned it. So no, like, yeah, suck it up unless it's something that goes against, unless it's like, your we're morals. going to a human sacrifice or, you know what, we're going to go to a swingers party in the hills. Right. Like, of course, then you can say like, that's not, you know, aligned with, you know, anything that I would ever want to do. And then that's a great <laughs> time to kind of eject. Christina, men are crazy out here. Okay. Oh. Okay. So the next thing is he suggests something well-intentioned that happens to cross a boundary of hers, e.g. making church, family, or long-distance travel part of the date when she's not ready for that. And I love that this listener has talked about those as boundaries yeah. because we've talked about the po- on the podcast that how going to church with someone is can be a and introducing them person to your family too soon as well as doing the long distance travel are things that you do want to save for much further down the line yeah so yeah i mean i think that you can even just say like if it's church, you can just say, I like, oh my gosh, that sounds beautiful. I do have this thing where I don't go to church with a guy that I'm just dating. Um, but I really look forward to that, like in the near future. Or, you know, I don't know that we're right. ready to go to church together yet because it is just like such an intimate thing for me. Um, but I love that you suggested that. Could we maybe right. do, you know, instead of church, would you maybe want to do a nature walk? Like I would suggest something else if you feel like it is like well-intentioned. Long, what do you think, Christina? I'm just laughing walk. because... When I was going to Good Shepherd, I was just so at the point where there's absolutely no one here who would I, who I would ever consider to date. There are just wonderful older ladies who love me. And that's what Dan and my first date was technically going to Eucharistic Adoration at yeah. Good Shepherd. And then he came to mass with me with yeah. his his best friend who ended up being his best man two weeks later. Yeah. We cross that boundary and I tell people that you have that boundary, but I Mm -hmm. think it's different for every person. And for every level of your journey, like, yes. Yeah. I I was just done with every guy at my church. And uh, yeah, but also I think that like, I don't necessarily think that for everybody going to church with a guy is Is off limits. I don't think that that's for everybody. It doesn't mean that it's a, I know for me, I found that it's a boundary for me because then it's like, it's a breeding ground for mental manipulation because I'm easily manipulated by like these religious zealots. So (laughs) (laughs) I am, I am, I am like a freaking sitting duck for these psychopaths. And well, that actually brings us back to what we were talking about in the beginning of the podcast that are, if you're more like Alessandra, where those things are more challenging. Whereas for me, I'm very challenging for me. Everything is challenging. It's like I, I just everything is that's like semi intimate. I'm freaking susceptible to manipulation. Why? What is wrong with me? Everyone has different boundaries, Alessandra. That's what we're talking about here. I know, and I'm but learning. I, uh, yeah, everyone this, has different boundaries. This listener you guys. is similar to you. It sounds yes, like. honey. No, ch- no men in church. Except for his Lord, Jesus Christ, Lord, our Savior. That's the only Mm -hmm. man in church, okay? 
oh, these freaking men. So I think okay, the, I love the men. answer to this I love is being honest, is just being honest yes. with a man about your boundary. And that's Long lovely. distance travel. Okay. I can also tackle this one. Long oh. distance travel. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. So, all right, sweetheart. So let's buckle up. Okay. So as somebody who loves travel and I personally love like a weekend trip, there's nothing I love more. And I've also, I have girlfriends as well who have a similar boundary as me. So what I've learned is when you're dating somebody, I actually think it's it's helpful to do um, a little trip. Christina, I know you disagree with me. I know. But, um, but something that I've found of what I can do and what I can't do. In the dating stages of somebody, if if a guy, if they want to travel with me, I'm totally down. But... I do need a separate room um, or a, um, and this is the benefit of just dating like incredible men who are at a wonderful place in their careers. Um, they get me like a suite where there's a, like one bathroom for my side, one bathroom for his side. I get a bed. He has the cot on the other side. For me, I've found that at this point in my healing journey, maybe a couple months before, maybe a couple months ago, it wasn't, maybe it was premature for me, but I found that I feel comfortable like that. That's me. And that's also though, if you're dating men that are incredibly successful, a normal guy who's still a quote unquote high value man who has a great job, has a great career, he may not be in the financial place to provide that for you. So um, if Just he's not, yeah, then you wait, wait on it. Then you exactly. wait and you say, thank Just you so your, much. I'm boundary. really, yeah, you say I'm really excited about that in the future. Um, right. But right now I just, it doesn't feel right for me. And it is a boundary that I have unless we were to get like two rooms, but like, right. I'm not expecting that from you. Like, I think you're amazing. And you know, I, 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 I value, you know, but if he wants, if he really wants you there, he'll get you another room. One of my girlfriend's, um, she she had that and her now husband he would get her a separate room every single time mm-hmm. and he was an attorney and he he's he's not a bajillionaire he was a you know he he had he was a successful attorney but he valued her enough and he wanted to make that happen and he felt like it was a really important to go away together so he made that happen um but yeah i mean like i said i yeah that's that's what i think i found for me in my dating journey, I'm comfortable with that. I'm not comfortable with one room, double beds. It's too much for me. No, it's no, no, just, no. it's not too gonna, intimate. I would and not recommend that no, at all. It's too intimate. It's just too intimate. I don't know. And it's, yeah, you have to determine. I would only say two separate rooms completely. I wouldn't recommend a suite, but that's also me. So yeah. everyone's different. Everyone's boundaries are different. Okay. And listen, also, I will say sometimes you need your boundaries crossed to understand what your boundaries are. You know what I mean? Like I, Christina, I know that you're like, like, well, she already knows what her boundary is. Then there's no need to have it crossed. I know. I understand that. But I'm just saying that. Okay, I just don't want her to feel shame if she accepted no, no, no. a trip. No, and if didn't she's done realize. it in the past, I'm not. We're no one's shaming her. Of course, it's mm-hmm. the past is the past, but now she has a boundary. Okay, and then he suggests an all day date with multiple activities, but she prefers to keep it shorter. Order. Good idea, good idea. But as you get to know I the man, you should go on an all day. Well, later on down the line, not in the be not in the beginning of dating someone else, Sandra. Just incrementally, you can build up to that. And but then, I think it's helpful to see if you guys can do choose, a couple hours together. The first few times that you've done and spend time with this person to do an all day date is too much too soon. <laughs> if it's if it's a few weeks, I'm doing it all wrong. In, oh well, my! Well, if it's a few God. weeks or a few months in, that's another story. 
But if you, it's too much too soon if you do it it too quickly. This is like a lot. Yeah. Oh, we have to be aware. Yes. And there's, you'll have plenty of time. If this is the right man for you, you'll have plenty of time to spend all day with this man, but just building up to it is what I'd recommend. And then he suggests an outdoor evening activity in the winter, unpleasantly dark and cold. Okay. This could be two things. If it's an ice skating thing, that is a lovely date. Go on it, please. If it is a hike at night, that is dangerous, (laughs) and I would never recommend you doing that. If it is a walking to see the lights in the Opryland Hotel or whatever – beautiful scenery, yeah. suck it Disconzo up. Gardens. Right. Like, and you exactly. Go on that you go That's on that beautiful. date. You bundle up. You, you wear your gloves. Up, you wear your hat. You, bring, you wear your little warmers. You buy your hot chocolate or have buy that buy hot, chocolate. hot chocolate. Yes. 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 hundred <laughs> percent. Yes. So let that and be. Mostly, and mostly with men and their planning, I think the biggest piece of advice is just to really be grateful when they do plan. And also just talking about something really quickly about like a lot of guys for like for a date will invite you over to their place to cook for you. Mm. And I had this happen and when I was really freshly single and um, and I had a guy who we had gone on two really, you know, nice dates that one was at um, the Waldorf Astoria. The other one was at uh, a comedy club. And then the third date, he was like, oh, hey, want to come over and I can cook for you. And it was like, I was like, Ugh. I'm like, mm. I'm like, hey, like, thank you so much, you know, right. for this offer. I think that that sounds amazing, but I, it's going to be a minute until I can like go into a young man's home. Like I said it like that because that's the way I talk and I'm, that's me. Yeah, You guys, when I tell you this man flipped a switch, I'm not exaggerating. He started cursing at me. He wrote mm-hmm. a negative review about matchmakers in the city. I, I, you guys, I, and to this day, I block, I had to block him because he was text. He was harassing me, yeah, telling me F-U-C-K-U, cursing at me, Terrible. degrading me. Like this, honestly saying probably some of the most horrible things that anyone's ever said to me yeah. that aren't even true. And the review that he wrote as if I had even discussed business with him. No, I didn't even discuss, but I would never accept him as a client. I, any guy that I'm dating, I would never want to work with them. I would have just gotten them as a client to begin with. I wouldn't accept a date. It's I, I, I you're sorry. You're a lot more valuable to me as a client than you are as a random guy that if I don't think that there's any potential and I thought that there could be potential but I also wasn't clearly wasn't thinking clearly and was not listening to my, but I didn't even have, that's the psycho part. Christina, I didn't have any bad intuition about this guy. Well, guess what, Alessandra, you put down your boundary mm-hmm. in the right way and he showed you his true colors. Oh my God. That is why these are so important. So thank you yeah. so much, picky pickup planner. I think we nailed down yes. some important you're amazing. Tips. You're doing great. And just affirm them and thank them and be so gracious when they do something that you're, that is just lovely. Because for guys, like if they're planning dates for you, I, I really, that means that they really like you and they really value your time. It really does. They, does. they really do. And I'm guys keep planning. I'm so proud of you. You're doing great. And the women, the right woman is going to really appreciate the plan. Um, Okay. So let's move on to We Couldn't Help But Wonder. As sisters, we grew up watching Sex in the City. Now as personal matchmakers in 2022, we are living in a very different dating landscape than the ladies once were. In this segment, we debate each question that Carrie couldn't help but wonder episode by episode through today's lens. Season five, episode one, Anchors Away. And do I remember this? Oh my gosh, so good. 
Um, this like I feel like this was a formative episode for us, Christina, for our development as young women. Um, <laughs> I don't know Fleet if Week. I would say that, but it I was. did want to go to Fleet Week in New York City, and we went, and yes, we went. We this is another photo that we can drop. Oh yeah, um, that's a good point. We should, <laughs> we definitely should yeah, put this from our one time out. on Fleet Week. So okay, so what Carrie couldn't help but wonder: Does that sense of adventure still flicker inside of us? Or when it comes to being carefree single girls, have we missed the boat? Ugh. Okay. Fleet Week kicks off in New York City, and Carrie, Samantha, and Charlotte begin to adjust to Miranda's new life with baby Brady. Samantha is finding it hard to adjust to cleaning up her act in front of Brady, especially since she's still seething over Richard's infidelity. Newly single Charlotte is ready to find her next great love, whereas Carrie wonders if, after Big and Aiden, she's all out of great loves. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, so Christina, what are your thoughts on... um, Because remember this episode, I think that um, Kat, uh, Charlotte. See, I'm now rewatching Sex and the City for the thirtieth time, so my brain is all convoluted in terms of where we're at in the, in the season. But I'm 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 there. I'm there. Okay, I did recently watch this. Um, but Samantha had talked about how the concept of that you get. I I think you get two big loves in your life or three big loves in your life. Um, hold on, Charlotte. Hold on, let's see, Charlotte. Three big loves. Let's see. Um, everyone knows you only get two great loves in your life. So far, I've only had one great love, Trey. And then Carrie's like, Aiden and Big. Oh, my God. So I've heard more that you have three great loves, but maybe that's just me. I I, I, just I think, think you have an infinite amount of throw loves. that that yeah throw it away out if that's so what you're toxic. thinking it's so toxic not, it's trapping you into a bad mentality and, and into a horrible relationship and I remember even yeah and maybe this was formative for me because I remember going to Fleet Week and being thinking about another guy as I'm meeting all these other ones and it just who didn't work out and thinking that he was a great love which he definitely wasn't. So yeah, I, yeah. I think that I think we have an infinite amount of loves, right? And, and we choose you, who we want to do life with, right? And you, you can love so many different to, men. Believe me, honeys. <laughs> but if, also, if there are just three, oh lord, I'm like the cat with thirty lives. <laughs> right. And it I'm has to be for that person who ends up being your future husband or wife, it has to be a choice for <laughs> both of you that yeah. you both decide to to choose each other and work on that together and work on that love together. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think that with loves, like I think that if I've learned anything in my dating life and in my relationship life and in working with clients over the last 10 years, love is wonderful, but love is not enough to sustain a good relationship. Sometimes like you are going to connect and you're going to quote unquote fall in love or be in love, whatever that, you know, that it is like a chemical makeup that happens when people fall in love, which is beautiful and exciting and wonderful. But a lot of times, as we've seen, it, you know, the, the, that aggressive, you know, that, that what we think of when we hear about love and that listen to Eros music and kind of love that very romantic fire. Yeah. Fire, that, right. Like mm-hmm. it's, I, and it's not, I'm not saying you shouldn't be searching for somebody that lights a fire in you. I think that that's right. beautiful. You need that. Like you need that. You do, you know, you do need to feel a fire about somebody. You need to feel passionately about somebody. You need to feel excited. You need to care about what you're wearing and want to see them. And it can't around that person. Right. Yeah. And want to spend time with them and want to bring them to different things and want to do different activities with them and be attracted to them. That's also something that I'm newly learning that it's okay to like, I know, I know that this sounds like such a basic concept, it's okay to like be attracted to men that you 
are then dating. Like, Christina, I know that this sounds like such a basic concept, especially as a matchmaker, but I think that for so many years, I have kind of divorced the, um, like I've all, I've been like, well, you know, when, when women come to us and they're like, no, I just wasn't attracted. And I'm like, you are, but I don't know, like you have to have a certain level of attraction to the person that you're with. I think what you're, what you're talking about more is that Looks shouldn't be the only thing that yeah, someone it can't is be going those, after. Oof, those those lookers. Oh God, it's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. So Carrie, you're not out of great loves. Don't worry. Yes, and like that sense of adventure still flicker inside of us. You haven't missed the boat. I think that sometimes that flicker can be like when you've gone through a lot. That flicker can get really squash. It's like, I feel like the theme of this episode is like the flame inside of you and like just being a light as a single woman and a single man, just being a light and shining brightly and knowing that like, but, and working on your light and working on sustaining your flame and your fire and seeing who helps to ignite the flame, like who is a butane for you? Like I told you, I think I used this analogy before, right? That like I I got this lighter on Amazon and I ordered it and it needs butane, but butane is so hard to find. <laughs> so um, only Amazon would uh, provide it was you like, with this piece of junk. <laughs> right. And like it was the number one, well, like number one oh. top. Amazon pick butane and it's a lighter and it needs butane. And I'm like, where am I? So I tried to order butane on Amazon. Guess what? You can't order butane on Amazon. So, but anyway, I just was, but then, so then I ended up just getting like more, uh, just easier lighters, like a Bic lighter that was like, I could do it. But all that to say, I feel like though, that this is for lighting candles. She's not smoking. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I'm not like smoking. I'm not. Well, I'm not we're like, you know, a pot, whatever. But I but I think that kind of like finding your guy is like you got to find the butane. It's not easy to find and kind of like dating is like those disposable things, but I I think that it is it's a good analogy because you do need as a woman that masculine that healthy masculine energy is that butane. So it's like, it's not easy to find. And you might order a couple big ones and then they'll go out and like, great, they worked for a little bit, but I, I don't know. There's something mm. about that butane. I like that, that analogy, Alessandra. Yeah. That, cause then you can just keep buying more. Like it's really hard to find, but once you find it, you know where to get it. It's rela- It's, it's going to be there for a whole lot longer. You then refill it. And it's, it's good to go, but it, you can't, so, but you need men that are that butane. Like there are men that they're not butane and it's not going to light your fire. And at the end of the day, your fire is the fire that matters. Like, yes, yeah, sparks are great, but you can't like, but that's going to go out. Your fire will live on forever. So you need to look for a man or a woman that's going to be your butane. Mm-hmm. And with that note, let's move on to catching up with the Conti. Can you tell I'm trying so hard? (laughs) So I will be on the relevant radio show, Trending with Timory. And that will be this coming (laughs) Friday, which is December 16th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. Alessandra, anything going on in your world? I did an interview with Fox News. Um... Very recently, oh, like a few I didn't days hear about ago. This one, okay. I know, Christina. I'm so busy. You know how it is. I don't even yes. tell you half the things that I'm doing. Yes. Um, even though we talk to each other every single day and work together all the time, but so that should be coming out pretty soon. And Can you, are you allowed to? Yeah, it's the about tea on what it's about. Yeah. And I'm really nervous because it's about, you know, how I, I'm just myself and I say controversial things, bless us all. But last Fox News thing, I angered, (laughs) 
I enraged the NFL world by my comments about Tom and Giselle, even though they ended up getting a divorce two days later. So I don't know if it's official. The divorce is official well, yet, but they're working they're on they're working yeah, on it. They filed public information, right? Yeah, they filed for divorce, and right. Alessandra was completely on target with yeah. what she said. and I said it in the kindest way. I just said the reality of the situation. Right. And, but anyway, so I talk about age and I talk about how, um, essentially women over under 25, in my opinion, I think it's predatory for older men to be dating women under 25. Mm -hmm. I think that a man that is in his, like, I, I just think it's predatory because the frontal lobe is not developed science has shown. So if it's a 21-year-old, if it's a 20-year-old, it's a 22, I think 25 is a safe age. And then- Depending on the age of the man too. If the man's in his 20s or 30, just turned 30, it's a different story. But Yeah, but a 30-year-old dating a 20-year-old? No. I've seen situations where it's it's actually, they were the perfect for each other, but it's rare. It's more of a- Exception, I think it's not I think the it's rule. predatory. Um, yeah. We can agree to disagree, though. Okay. Well, Alessandra will be on Fox, and that will be posted on your Instagram, Alessandra. Oh, is that God, correct? I'm, I'm going to get oh, I mean, Lord only knows. I will post it. Yeah, I'll post it. I'm, I keep on, like, checking my name and Fox News and just, like, <laughs> praying. You'll find out probably Ugh. before you even check. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, you guys. Like, well, Lord so good to all. talk to everyone. We will. Oh, my God. We love you guys so much. Yes. Um, have thank a you also just thank you for all of your wonderful comments. Like, I've just been getting so many, like, outreaches from different listeners. And we love you guys. You guys are we awesome. Do. Like, we, we really do. do. Um, Great. We'll talk okay, to we'll you have a soon. beautiful Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. And we'll talk to you soon. Talk to see you in the new year. Maybe a little bit before, but maybe a little before. We'll see. We'll see. TBD. Yes. All right. <laughs> Bye, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.